Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. Awesome. Hey, today, um, our relationship series has it's been incredible. It's been fun. It's been creative. It's been impactful. We've been talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which... I've had conversations with many people, how they're learning more, they're understanding, and sinking into who they are, which has been so incredible. Today, we're going to continue that, our relationship series, and I'm actually very, very excited to invite our panel today. So please put your hands together for Pastor Richard, Pastor Helen, and Mark Kabakian, who I'm going to invite to the stage to share with us today. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Now, Helen and I frequent this stage, but this guy doesn't do a whole lot. So you need to be really, really kind to him today, okay? Because he's feeling a little bit nervous. Would that be right? A little bit, but not, not that bad. Not that bad. Okay. Well, that's he's a great. natural. Yeah, he's sure. He's a natural on the mic. He's our son. He he's has a, to be. Well, we hope so. <laughs> so guys, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Uh, I know that I've actually met some people um, who are here specifically uh, for the question answer because they were watching online and they sent through a couple of questions. Um, so as they've said, about 80 questions came through. So we're going to be here till about quarter past four today. So I uh, hope you <laughs> haven't made plans. Uh, no, that's not true. So what we discovered is a lot of the questions were fairly similar. So we've bunched them in together. Having said that, there's still a fair few questions to go through. And we basically just got to the point where we thought, they're such good questions. Um, and we really would love to at least say something about the questions that were asked. So what we decided to do is rather than just answering five questions and going fairly deep, which is a good thing to do sometimes, we do that with our uh, Q&A when we do that as a series, you know how we sort of unpack that. What we thought we would do is we would just touch on these questions. I mean, we, you know, we hope to answer them, but we're not going to go too deep. Is that okay with you? And we sort of answer more. Um, and, and, and then that way, hopefully, most people's questions get answered. Is that all right? Nothing more frustrating than when you sort of throw your question in and it doesn't get answered. Now, we all need some prayer. So you're going to all bow your heads with us. So, Father, thank you for these incredible people. Thank you, Lord, that they love us and they're very forgiving, kind people with open minds and don't judge and stuff like that. Lord, thank you that they're just amazing people who just start clapping spontaneously yes, and, you, and show us a lot. Oh, Lord, Make this it. prayer is coming true. Thank Father, you. thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen. Okay, so here we go. Um, so we're going to... Uh, there, there were surprisingly a lot of questions directed at, at Mark. So um, some of you are trying to get the inside scoop here, okay? Um, so so I'll, we thought we would just cut to the chase and hand one yep. over to you, first of all. And the, the, the first one that came in was, what is the best thing about your parents? Not the worst. Thankfully, they didn't ask that. But okay. So I think because a couple of these questions I got to look at beforehand, I had to have a little think. And um, when people ask about my parents, like, what do you love about them and stuff? I actually think back to when I was younger, um, more like those formative years and the memory I have of them. So, and then I can kind of like just sum it up but essentially every day after school I remember dad going to the park with me at like 5 or 6 p.m like 5 till 6 and we'd kick the soccer ball 
He even broke my, um, I bought like a boomerang from a gift shop thinking it would work. It just looks, they don't actually work. But he broke it thinking it would work. And the I don't first know. time. Yeah. It's supposed to come back, right? So I yeah, threw it toward he, a building, but it never came back. He, yeah, he broke it. But I just remember all those, all those memories with dad with those, you know, I don't know, grade, grade two, three, four, that kind of thing. And then with mum, because dad would be, you know, maybe at a prayer meeting or something later on in the night, but then mum and I would bake food, which was random, but we did it. And um, she taught me like how to cook essentially at a young age. And I think what we built was friendship. And so I really love that I have a friendship with my parents. I think that's what I love most. That's so Beautiful. nice. And you know, and he, yeah, it's nice. And in his mind, he thinks it happened every week, which it, every day, sorry. And it did, right? It was every day. Every day it happened. Oh, yeah, man. We didn't skip a day, and, and, and I like that. Um, so just a follow-up question to that. Let's yep. just get some of these out of the way. Uh-huh. Is Pastor Richard that animated and enthusiastic at home? Okay, so I think, yeah, there's... there's yeah, okay, cool. So <laughs> this is what I wanted to tell people I've about. I've given him the answers. <laughs> no, so Dad, I have a feeling like, you know, who watches Marvel films like the multiverse? Like you've got different ways things can go. I think Dad, like... You know, he's heard about his motorbike accident, how he had... So, I feel like there was a point in Dad's life where he went in two paths. One, he became like a, like a pastor of a church and, you know, the, the, the good stuff, right? And then in another one, he became like Bon Jovi or something. <laughs> and that he, like, pursued a music career and he, like, I don't know, filled stadiums. And because... I, I say that because I'll come home and Mum will be cooking and I'll just hear, like, guitar amps blaring <laughs> down the hallway... And I'll walk in, and he's just there. He's got his Tiffany blue Stratocaster, and he's like, <laughs> he's going for it. He loves it. He's, I, that's it. I think people don't realise that at home, that's all he really does. <laughs> Between that and, and taking baths. He loves taking baths. Okay, too much now. <laughs> he, yeah, so I think, yeah. In another it's life, pretty animated. In another life, yeah. He's very, he is very animated with his music, when it comes to music, I think. I suppose what they're probably asking is, do I set up pulpits in the, in the kitchen and start preaching messages and stuff as well? Well, I think you stress test your messages on us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Between Friday and Saturday. But, and we don't know. You don't actually tell us. You just say, yeah, yeah what do you think of this? And you just like, I don't know, teases stuff, see if, it, see if it sticks. Yeah, and if he just goes, I don't know, I've got no opinion about that. Okay, I'm not preaching on that then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, Mark, a couple of single questions. So we're going to talk, we're going to, asks a lot of singles ask questions um and not that mark is single any longer his fiance just took a seat right there hey. but it wasn't too long ago that you were single yep. right and you're getting married uh, in january right yep. isn't that nice uh yeah grandkids um you know i haven't been i haven't been single for three years and eight months oh okay i know it feels like it's Gone that quick, right? But you still remember what it's like to be single? Yeah, of course. But okay, I'm just saying, right. like, well, it good. wasn't that long. It was actually quite a long time okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, how do you stay hopeful, is one of the questions, yep. when you've been single for ages, yep. and how should I behave? Um, yeah, I think I've noticed a lot of my mates who are single at the moment, like, they're, they're looking for someone, right? And this is probably the advice I feel like I give out a lot to my single mates. And I'll just, I'll just speak from personal experience. Everyone's really different, but... When I was single, I remember being really happy about that in the sense that it gave me opportunities that you don't have when you're taken. And now that I'm taken, I'm happy about things. So it's about whatever, wherever you're at, whether you're single or taken, how do you maximise that? How do you, I think like for me, I could pursue my career a bit faster. Um, I could 
travel more and, you know, spend money myself. <laughs> and but then when you're in a relationship, you, you have to make sacrifices that, you know what I mean? So people don't, I don't know if like other, the other person you're trying to attract is attracted by you moping around like, I'm single, I'm looking for something. Like, yeah. just be happy about where you're at. And I think that's actually attractive. And lo and behold, you'll find someone. Yeah, do, do you know yeah, what I mean? amen. Like, that's how I see it. You know, if, if you are single, if you, if you're, only if you're comfortable, only if you're completely comfortable, would you just raise your hand? Just, no, seriously, all the singles? No, raise your hands, okay. No, it's okay, raise them. Raise your hands if you're Lift single. Lift them up. Okay, all right, all right. So guys, have a good look around. Yeah. Come on, keep those hands right. right we're going to make it easy for you, okay? Because no, that's, you're that's too the young. big question that happens in the foyer. She's single, she's... Put your hand up right now. What, right but now. Why, they, they want to know why. Do you think you're going to pull them on stage? No, yeah. no, no. We're not going to. I just, just want people to have a look, a quick, quick look around. All right, just make it easy. There we go. Well, yeah, there's one larger. right there. Front row, red jacket. Okay. Uh. Okay, now to the marriage. How many of you wish you were single? Just, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, what are, what are, um, this is probably for all of us or whoever wants to contribute. What are the most important attributes is the question that came through. Um, and red flags, red flags to look for when dating. That's probably a you question. You wrote a whole book mm. on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I have got a lot to say. Helen, what would you say? Well, one of the thoughts um, I have is what does um, your val the valued people in your world, what do they think of them? Yeah. How do they relate to them? Um, so, you know, do they see in them that they're um, positive, that they're encouraging, that they're believing the best in you, that they're bringing out the best in you? So I know for um, Mark and all my kids, when they brought that person into, the, into our house, the thing we were looking for was, does that bring out the best in our kids? Does that person yes, make true. them um, better or does it make them worse? And that was sort of um, something that helped us say, it looks like that's a good person to have in your life. Yeah, amen. And I would just echo that. Um, and I would also say, always look at how they treat their parents. Yes. Right? If they don't treat their parents very well. Now, I know some parents aren't great at parenting, but they, sh they should still be honour there. Because what that shows you is, during tough times, can you still maintain your personality, your integrity? Or do you just get shifted by people? Do you treat people badly because they're treating you badly? Because sometimes you may treat your partner badly. Yes. Do they just respond the same way? Um, so you've got to sort of just have a bit of a look at that and just pay attention there are red flags guys and I think one of the big ones too is if you are dating someone and they're still looking as such mm. still having conversations they probably shouldn't be mm. with Flirting. the opposite sex mm. um then yeah probably not a great thing yeah I'm talking we're talking about dating not just being friends you're dating and they're still flirting with other people please be careful because that behaviour usually tends to continue, yeah? And another thing I thought was really important is, um, do they encourage your passion for God? Are they cheering you on in you going for God, or are they saying, oh, do we have to go to church? So to me, that's a big one, yeah. I, th I like that that got claps. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. All right. Can, can I add just really quickly one? Sure. I yeah. think we're going to go deep, aren't we? We're going uh, well, to go deep with every is, question. We're trying not to. Just a quick one. Okay. Right, sorry. Sure, no, go. Sorry. Uh, now, I think the attribute, because they said what are the attributes, there are the negative and the positive. I yes. think a positive one that I like to look for um, was passion. And like Nat was really passionate about her business and her sewing at the time. And even though it was just something random, the fact that she was passionate about something, yeah. that really attracted me. Whereas some people are very like, you know, just floating around. But maybe that's because that was my value. So maybe just look for what you value. If you value loyalty, look for loyalty. What are your values? And then look for that in someone because that's probably what attracts yeah. you. Very good. If she cooks schnitzels and you love schnitzels. Then that's then exactly. Then she's a win. Yeah. 
you're on, you know you're on track, right? It's, a, it's an opener, right? You know what I mean? Well, it's true. That's how I caught you. Yeah. I served you by, I, I put those sheets on that bed in that house where you were living. Such you a didn't weird have, story. You didn't have sheets. I don't like that story. I didn't have sheets And I know, it's weird that I knew he didn't have you know, sheets. I don't That's like just it. wrong. It's like, it doesn't so, have a good, like... And it, it won yeah. his heart. It won it my did, heart, so, guys. Yeah, values it's are thing. important. It's very motherly. All right, now, quite, quite a, this is probably more serious now, and I know there's a few people in the room that are experiencing this. This is from a Christian girl who says that I'm, I'm, I'm with an atheist boyfriend, what do I do? And I'm sure that would also apply for a, uh, a Christian guy who may be dating uh, an atheist or a non-believing or a whatever. Yeah. Someone that's not on the same page yeah. with them about that. And maybe I should start with this one. I think, you know, we're up here talking, but I would hope, you know, we're not just giving opinions. Actually, sometimes we are because the Bible doesn't have a lot to say about something. This is one of those ones the Bible does have a lot to say about it. Yes. And, 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 I, and I know why it has a lot to say about it. So this is question five, guys, for those of you at the back. Um, and there's a scripture that goes along with that. Have we got that one there? Um, it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what, for what uh, do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Now, I know that's being really tough on the unbeliever because often they're not like wicked and evil people, but they just don't have a faith. And, uh, and I think for me, um, I, I'm the guy that has to sit with those people as they're married um, and try and just comfort them because often they have experiences in church. They have experiences at a conference. They'll, God will speak to them about something and then they'll try and speak to their partner about the most intimate thing that is going on in their life, which is their faith with God, and they just can't even talk about it. And I know for Helen and I, we love talking about houses, we love talking about plants, we love talking about a whole lot of things. I couldn't imagine not being able to talk to her about the Lord. Mm. And so when the Bible says this, it's not being mean to you, it's not being unkind, it's trying to say, what sort of a life is it yes. when you purposely go looking in that direction? And I would say, I know there are some people that are married and you're in that situation. And the Bible tells you very clearly that you still ought to just live out your life, live out your Christian faith, do what you need to do, love God. But, but at the same time, if you're in a position where you can still make that decision, please be, talk to some people about it because it could really, really hinder your future. Helen and I stood up here celebrating our 30th. It's because our values are aligned. Yes. And Mark, would you have... Um, I just... So when I... Because um, that scripture, I feel like it comes up a lot in church about being equally yoked. And it, I don't know. If you grew up in church, you're probably familiar with the concept of Christianese, which is these terms we hear thrown around, and they become like noise, you know what I mean? They don't actually carry any weight. And because the Bible's a pretty old book, there's some terms we just, oh, yeah, I know what that means, but you don't. You don't actually look into it. So I always thought the term equally yoked meant if you had two eggs in a fry pan, they had a similar, I kid you not, I kid, I'm not trying to like, I kid you not, I thought it was literally about equal yolk size. And that being equally yoked meant, you know, like similar sizes, one could be you know, green eggs in ham. Like, we have know, failed like, our child. Anyway, my, my point is, I didn't know this, and I think it was actually Nat's dad who explained the concept of, like, the yolks on an on a ox or something. And I had, because, like, when do you see an ox yoking every day? Like, I don't know. What do you plow, plow in the field? Um, it's 2022. So, Dad, can you just quickly explain why the Bible says that thing about yoking? Okay, so a then yoke I, was the piece of wood that goes over two oxen over their shoulders, and the two oxes would, oxes, is that oxes? Yeah, oxes, oxen, oxen, oxen. Ooh. 
Mate, the teachers in this church, mate, they're aggressive, mate. If you don't get it right, mate, you're in trouble. Uh, oxen, when the oxen are walking together, if they're not equally as strong as each other, the stronger one starts to take over and basically your lines don't end up straight, first of all. It's also got the potential, if, if it's a really young ox and an older ox that's really strong, it, it can turn the, the, the yoke, which is on their neck, so, so acutely that it can actually break the neck of the ox. So you had to pair up two young ones with two middle-aged ones with two older ones and you had to pair them up together. So that's the concept that the Apostle Paul here is saying. When you marry someone, marry someone who has got the strength that you've got. Now, we're not talking about strength, but you've got your same values, trying to do the same thing in life. You've got the same vision. You want to achieve. Those couples draw straight lines. The other people tend to walk around in circles a bit. And they never really seem to get going. There's a lot of nodding and elbowing going on right now. Okay, so you know what we're talking about here. So, sorry, son, it's not about eggs. And I think, like, be humble enough to ask stupid questions because I I didn't know that. And you probably won't know stuff until you just, you know what, hey, Alpha, hey, like, what's the yoking and all that? You know what I mean? Just ask stupid questions and nothing so stupid to ask, I think. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Give Mark a round of applause because he's doing well, I think. Okay. All right. The next one is, if your partner doesn't want to have kids, yes. what do you do? And I think this really leads on from that being equally yoked. Um, and it starts, I think, if you're not married yet, that this is a conversation that you're having. It's one of your values. What are you heading for? And that you come into alignment before you even get married. Yeah. Um, Amos, I think it's uh, chapter 3, verse 3, says... Um, Something here it comes. Yeah, it says it says do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so, and so this has obviously come up recently. I've actually seen this come up before, Um, and one of the first things I would say to people is, so you guys like just got married, Um, you didn't talk about this. They know we were so in love, we were just trying to buy houses, Um, but this is a big deal, guys. So in our church, we have um, a pre-marital course called Simbus, run yes. by Andrew and Leonie. Can you guys just stand up Jump just for a moment? Feet, guys. Come on, give them a huge round of applause. Couple. Pastors Andrew and Leonie. We've j- so usually these guys start catching up with people once they've uh, once they're engaged and moving forward and all that. But I think we've all discovered that's probably a bit too late, because by then the 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 uh, the, the engagement cards have gone out and the, uh, the inv- invitations yeah. and people feel embarrassed to back out of something. So what we've discovered is a better thing to do is if you're dating someone and you're thinking this may be the person, then we would encourage you to actually go through yeah. that Simbus course because I think you'll work out very quickly, oh, mm. you're probably not the person. I was planning to have kids and you definitely don't want them. Um, that should come out fairly early in the piece because that's a pretty important yes. question, right? So, now they're asking, they're married, what do I now do? My partner Mm. doesn't want to have children. Mm. Are you going to answer that one? No. Okay. (laughs) I think I should take it from here now. (laughs) Look, it's a big one because obviously there's a huge cost to the woman, so it's not like, oh, we just get on with a girl, like, you know, what's the matter with you? Like, it's a big cost to her. It it could hinder her career. We get that. body shape changes, the whole, we, we get all that, we get it, we get it, but I do think, so what's your partner meant to do? They can't go have a child with another person, 
And, and so it sort of comes back to that defrauding each other. And it's going to come up in a moment when it comes to sex as well. You've got to realize that you're not just in this thing for yourself now. Yes. And we, there's lots of things that we've got to do in relationships that we don't necessarily. So if, if I'm, to be honest, push come to shove, uh, you know, I would say the Bible says, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Yes. Like, I think it's like, thank God that your parents had you. And so I think children is a really important part of life, of course. I see, I see lots of people thinking about this today. Just because everyone in the world is doing it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, lots of clapping about now. Yeah, just because the world's doing stuff. Just because people in the world are making decisions, it doesn't mean we make decisions yes. in the same fashion with the same thinking. And so I would just say this is a really big deal to your partner. Right? And I know sometimes it's the woman that wants to have the baby and the guy doesn't. So I, I get it. That's a really big deal. It's not something you just gloss over. You really should be speaking to someone about that because maybe it's just the mindset that needs yeah. to be shifted. Yeah, that's right. um, you know, we don't want to see anyone die having a child. So you know, we get that part. But you've got to talk about things like this, guys. It's really super important. You can't just keep shoving it under the carpet because your partner is slowly dying as that happens. That has been my experience as a pastor slash counsellor. Amen? Very All right. Good. We'll lighten things up a little. Yes, okay. Some of these questions so are heavy. dark. You asked them. We didn't ask them, okay? These are the questions you wanted to know. I was, think, I was know. thinking that too. Like, it sounds like you're preaching about a really heavy topic, but you're just answering a question. I'm like, just answering your question. Be, be angry okay? at the guy next to you, not us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was him. Um, how do you keep the bar chikiwawa alive? No, it says romance. It says and, romance, and but I just... that the... because... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm unmarried and I want to answer that question. Now I can't because you said... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Romance. It does say romance. How do you keep the romance alive? I'll start with dating and then go to marriage. Yes. Because I don't know what that's like. Okay. But I think what's worked for Nat and I, um, and it's weird because you'd think we're so young, of course, you'd stay romantic. But funnily enough, it can die quite quickly. Uh, we work yep. together. So we've been really intentional about um, every Thursday night is date night, like non-negotiable. And next week we are moving it to Wednesday, but besides that... Mate, <laughs> Mate they're out there. They're on the edge, guys. <laughs> I know. They're on the edge. And look, that's intentional because Friday morning I have a really early start and I want to enjoy day night and be present. And I think it's about like quality time. And quality time isn't even sometimes a movie because you're not talking. Like try to get cell phones out, try to get like devices out of the picture... Do things where they can bring stuff up. Yep. And I think having it repeated every Thursday, it's like uh, a safety net. Like, okay, I'm, I'm a bit angry now. It's just Tuesday. But I know I've got Thursday to talk about it. You know, you're not wondering, when's the next time I'm ever going to be able to communicate with my partner? So even when life gets busy, we can count on Thursday to be that thing that we do. And I try to, you know, do nice things as well. Like, yeah. keep romance alive. By, she loves wood fire pizza, so I try to book, you know, doc or something. Do stuff they love. Don't just do it all about you. It's not your night off. But, um, yeah, I think that's important. That is, that is important. I think it came up recently that um, I bought Helen flowers once, thinking that's a nice romantic gesture. And she said, that's a, that's a waste of money, hon. Yeah. I now but, don't mind flowers, all right? So that's anyone, what, but but, but <laughs> Disney, Disney and Hollywood told me that you want flowers. She said, no, I'd rather something that lasts forever, actually. Buy me a pot plant or whatever. So, anyway... So we sort of gave this advice to our son. Girls aren't into flowers, son. Yeah, no, and, and they said Valentine's Day especially. They said Valentine's Day is oh, yeah, so... Mum said it's so 
cliche commercial. and commercial. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like if you get her a rose, you're just buying into the system, all this stuff, literally. <laughs> I kid you, like she really. We're sorry, son. To the point where I was like, how rude of me to even think about getting her flowers. Like, um, and so you didn't get her flowers. And yeah, how'd that go, Nat? Not, <laughs> not, like, not good at all. That was really bad. So I think the key is um, romance has to work for each other. Work out what actually makes the other person feel loved, yeah. feel valued, and work it out together so you're doing something that, that invests in your relationship. And, I, and I, I would just add that if you're not being romantic with your partner, right, guys, girls, each one needs to apply this, no one else can appropriately be romantic with them. Like, mm. it's inappropriate. So if you're not giving them any romance, they cannot get it legitimately from anywhere else, which means your partner has got no romance in their life because you won't give that to them. Yes. And that's really sad when they start comparing notes with other people. And most guys don't want romance. Most. They want other stuff. Um, but girls definitely, you know, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical and cliche, but it is actually the truth in most cases. Yeah, anything yeah. else to share? Well, one of the things I think that becomes a roadblock, especially if you're a young couple with children, once you, you've got the, the, the young, the primary school age children, they can sort of become a blockage to romance, finding time for date night, time to go out, um, quiet time. So just being really intentional about building relationships with people, um, with young people outside your space, investing in others so that when you need a babysitter, you've got relationship, your kids have got relationship with people. So for us, we used to um, have really good family friends. All our kids were really good friends. So we would all tag team as couples to go out so that we had that quality time, but our kids were still happy. And also, I had young adults that my kids loved, people we'd invested in, people who would come for dinner. We built relationships, so they were happy to come and hang out with my kids so we could go on date night. So I think if you're struggling with the babysitter thing, investing in other people so that you can then ask the ask when you need someone to mind your kids is just a bit of a tip for keeping. You have to do the practical stuff that allows you to have the space to be romantic. Yeah, yeah amen. Um, and there's a whole lot more information in the 60 Seconds book. Um, okay, how do I tell a guy that I like him and how do I deal with rejection? So maybe just the first part. How does a single person... Because I think this applies to a guy or a girl. Would that be true or not? Yep. Um, how do I tell a guy that I like him and how do I deal with rejection? Okay. Uh, who wants to answer that one? Yeah, well, just, uh, just tell him. Just tell them, hey, I like you. And when he goes, oh, that's awkward, then go, okay, I can cope with the rejection. I put it out there, off I go. So just stop overthinking it. it stop, up, yeah, stop making just it a drama it. in your head. You know, put what did Natalie do for you? Nat, um... I was pretty, like, uh, I don't want to say invasive, but, like, I made it very known I was interested. And if she, and you can pick up the signs. Yeah. But I think, um, I don't know, it wasn't black and white. But I just see a lot of people, like, they like someone and they just beat around the bush for so long. They, they befriend their best friends, end up their friends like them instead. It's like, just go to the source, tell them, <laughs> get rejected, move on. I don't know. Like, just, I think people are reading into it too much, getting yeah. too much advice, like... Okay, but I suppose what they're saying is you don't just see someone in the foyer, oh, I like that, and then you say, oh, I like you. But, like, how would you know if you liked them if you've never spoken to them? Like, you think they're good-looking, fair so, enough. So, you've gone out for a date. You've, done okay. a, you're like, you've hung out a little bit. You've well, done then at that point, I think it's fine. If you've gone on two dates, I don't think it's the end of the world. That's just my opinion, though. What do you think? What's too, is that too forward? I think Mark's right. I think you end up in the friend zone. Yeah, be careful. For too long. 
like stopping the friend. Yeah, like, just careful. stop it. Like, let them, you got to tell them at some point, you know I like you, right? Yeah, I like you too. No, no, no. I like you, like romantically. Oh, okay. And then that quickly gets you out of the friend zone. Mm. And if it's a no, then you can move on to the next person. Actually, you know what? I friend. Did. Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. Go, Steve. Steve likes that one. In other words, stop the mucking about. Hurry up because someone else is going to do it. And then you're going to weep and moan that it wasn't We you. probably need to give tips to the person trying to say, I'm not yeah. that into you. And how do you deal with rejection? Well, there's someone for everyone. And Tommy's girl was Becky. There's, there's, someone, right. there's someone out there for you. I, gu- I guarantee oh. you there's someone out there for you. Just, just know, okay, it's not this person. It's probably going to be the next or the next. It's okay. Keep an open heart. Don't think badly about yourself. You know, there is someone out there for you. Okay. All right, next question. A little bit challenging. Yeah, quick, on, we've got a on. quick move. Okay, personality or looks when dating? Oh, my gosh, listen to that. That's funny. <laughs> is this like a pretty heated debate, like... Amongst people. Well, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see a show of hands. Yes. Yeah, let's take a, let's take right, a come on. survey. Why should the pressure be on us? Come on, join yeah. in the debate. Is it personality? All the personality people, put your hand up. Oh, oh, oh. No, oh. no, uh, uh, no sitting on hands the fence yet, mate. Get those splinters up. out of your leg. Okay, and, and, and looks people, attraction people. Where are you? They feel bad. Uh, they be all honest. feel bad. Come on, come on. All the single Look, people. No huh? one knows which way is it going to go. Okay, well, this will be an interesting one. For Let's start with you, Mark. I was then... actually going to say, you and I have had this chat sort of, like, I think about that time I was, I was going on a couple of dates with a girl, and on paper, she was, like, really good. She ticked all the boxes in my mind, like, Christian, had her head screwed on, good family, like, but I was like, why am I not, like, into this? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, and she was good looking too, but not good looking in the sense that, like, like, good looking on paper. Does that make sense? Okay, let me cut to the chase here. What did you say to me? He was, I don't he was seeing this girl. Yeah, seeing. I don't it even know what that word means it's, anymore. It's controversial, so. Right? She, he was seeing, talking to this girl. But I noticed he was home a lot. He wasn't with her. And I'm like, I said to him, buddy, now, I'm his dad, all right? This is more of a father's I wouldn't son, say this off a, a platform. Yeah, exactly. But I am about to. <laughs> I said to him, listen, not that you should do anything right now until you're married but do you want to rip her clothes off? And your answer was? It's like, no. And I said, well, get out of there, man. Because some other guy does and will. And it did happen, right? Yeah. And then you got out of there and you were so relieved because he was under the the, the thinking that it's all about personality. But you know what? I've seen relationships fall apart because there was no attraction. Yeah. I've literally brokenheartedly seen it happen. And you know what? I just, I don't want to, there's got to be something there. You have to have bacon and eggs with this person for the rest of your life when they wake up in the morning, right? You can't be looking at them going, oh, but at least you've got a great personality. <laughs> I, I also think on those days <laughs> Don't when, do that. On those days when they're being, you know, harder than others... It's like, damn, they're really good looking. Like, I don't know. It kind of makes, it somehow compensates on the bad days. Like, <laughs> so, and I think Mark, and I think just the saying, looks, like, I'm just going to come in here with looks and good looking. What is that? The measure of that, it's in the eye of the beholder. Oh, yes. So yeah, it's yeah, 100%. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. about what yeah. the world says. It's not what the world good. says. That's true. It's like, it's what I find attractive. And I have to have chemistry with the guy I'm going to be married to the rest of my life. 
even if your girlfriends say, how say, do you go up with a bald guy who's yeah, short and like all that? For up, example, just I for example. I think my bald guy's hot and that's what matters. That's that right. I think he's hot. Yeah. I think he's hot. I've been married to him for 30 years and I still like your looks as much as your personality. Oh, wow. Truth be told, truth be told, sometimes someone is attractive to everybody else, but as you get to know them, you actually, they don't yes. become as good looking to you because their character, mm. their personality is not great. Yes. But as Mark said, Dad, the day you meet someone, they're probably at their peak. They're only going to get worse from there. And that's I, did, I did say that. You did say that, right? <laughs> I didn't mean it like so rudely. But no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to hurry up, right? That's the problem. Yeah, come so, on. The, so it is, so listen, let's not play down attraction. I've seen it really damage relationships. There's got to be something there. And then you quickly go to personality. And if that doesn't line up, you get out of there. Yeah. Great. Yeah, right. amen. Is Done. that okay? Lock it in. I know. So sorry, you personality people, but you all were lying <laughs> because your partners are all very good-looking people, all right? So calm down there, all right? All right, how do you keep God at the centre of your relationship? Um, yes, all right. So I think um, we talked about this from um, uh, making one of the things for a newlywed couple in particular, one of the questions came from newlyweds, was uh, I found that my God space, my devotion time as a single girl it didn't quite fit once we got married because I used to like to be in my bedroom at night on my own or wake up in the morning and have my God space with my journals and tea and candles. Now there's a guy here. He's in my space. Like, so you do have to rethink um, your God space and giving each other room for that and encouraging one another to make sure they're still growing in God I think is really important. And I would say that one thing Helen and I have done um, is that we do talk about God a lot. Like, she'll share a scripture with me, and I won't go, oh, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, what, what, where did you find that? And, and that conversation happens a lot in our home. And it's not messages that we're planning to preach. It'll just be, I had this thought the other day, and we, just, and we talk about, as much as we talk about homes and cars that we'd like to drive and holidays that we'd like to go on, we also talk about God. And I've got to be honest, there's some people, yeah, amen, yeah, there's people who don't talk about God in their home. Now, the danger of that is, these guys need to see us talking about God. Yeah, that's right. And, and so I would encourage all of you, come up with a God conversation. It doesn't need to be deep and you know, overly meaningful, but it needs to be real. Um, and, and I just think that's really helpful. We need to put pedal to and, the metal. And go, just, go, you, go. You were going to talk about the counsellor. Like yeah, but another question would be great too. Oh, okay, all right, go. All right, let's move on then. Yeah, Helen. Let's, let's talk about sex is the next yeah, question. Yeah, let's talk about sex. That's why there's a big, it's a big <laughs> title here. Let's talk about let's sex. Let's talk about sex, okay. We live out the fruit of the spirit, but her libido is still low. Okay, we've got a scripture for this. So I think this person is saying that they're doing all the right things by God and her, like, but she's just not that into it. Yeah. Which happens. And all the ladies in the room are going, is that my husband? <laughs> um, and, and so I know this is a real thing. Obviously, I hear about it a lot. You know, sometimes it's the flip side. Yeah? Right. Let's not get too stereotypical about this one either. Right? Sometimes it's, it's the guy that just says, I'm just not that into it. And the girl's like, woohoo. Um, so what does the Bible say about this? And I think this is really important because this is what I would tell you if you were in my office in all honesty. I would be very gentle. It would take me about 30 minutes to get to the point, right? Because I've got to be gentle, sorry, but we don't have that sort of time today. Is that all right? Let's hold on. But this is what the Bible would say, and I'm glad it says it because it's really, really true. So here it says, it says, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. I like the way it starts with the husband, right? 
and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs, right? And then it goes on. It says, the wife gives authority. Oh, this is so controversial today. But she gives authority over her body to her husband, but the husband also gives authority over his body to his wife. So it's not the man rules. The, no, no, you're both submitting your bodies to each other. Yeah. So what that tells me is, ladies, if the guy needs some sex, or girls, uh, guys, if the, you know, the girl needs sex, the Bible is saying, do it for them. Yes. Which is very Christ-like to be unselfish. So it's not just always about you is what the Bible is saying. So that's, it's talking about sex, but you know what? Do you know how many ladies I've met that are so offended with their husbands because she's trying to feed him well, but he keeps eating the wrong food, building up cholesterol in his heart, and the guy could die at a young age, and that really offends her because his body belongs to her. So it's not just about sex. It's about in every way. Listen, yeah. when you get married, what you're saying is, my body's yours and your body is mine. Now, we don't use it in a controlling, manipulative way. What it's saying is, then why did you get married? Like, if you're going to just behave like single people, then stay single. But the Bible is, is, is basically, now, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that, honestly, we've seen that fulfilled in our lives. And it's really important to just always say, listen, I'm not really that, but whatever you need, hon, on both sides. And it's really, really important. Once again, it's a marriage buster. I've seen marriages completely destroyed because of this. We're trying to avoid that in this whole series. Is that okay? Yeah. Right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Be kind to your partner. Give them what they need so that they can get on with their life. Amen? So we are... Oh, yeah, come on. Controversy. <laughs> okay, well... Should we jump to 17? Because... Um, yep. Yep, let's go. Yep. Um, should I just read it out? Well, this, this was a hot, quest, hot yeah. question. Well, there it is. It's up this there. This question got asked 18 times yeah. in, in different you ways. Why don't we read it out together, everybody? <laughs> Can you tell my husband to step up in the kitchen? I'm not making him dinner seven nights a week. Uh, there were similar questions like, can you please tell him to pick up a vacuum cleaner? I'm not his maid came up a lot. Um, I'm not his slave a few times as well. Uh, so guys, just on behalf of the person who's asking the question, can you step it up in the kitchen? And uh, that's not even a question, yeah, that's yeah, just a and statement. The, and here, and the late, oh, ladies are loving this, are they? Okay, that's good. Um, now, listen, I, we've got a lot of Europeans in our church. You've never seen your dad do a thing, right? And mum sort of happily did it too. Okay, it's 2022, and we've got Foxtel and stuff, and Netflix, and, and, and let's the truth be told, mum probably didn't work. She probably, probably, most likely didn't. And so she probably had plenty of time to keep that household going great. But the girl you've married, man, you're working a really hard. You've got a mortgage to pay off. You've got a whole lot of stuff to do. And one thing that we always decided is, hey, listen, we're going to do this together. Yes. Now, it's going to look different for every do family. Right? And, and, and once again, we're just up here because this is, these are conversations we have privately. Let's just do it publicly, okay? When we've got visitors coming over, I'm picking up a vacuum cleaner. I'm zhuzhing cushions. He zhuzhes. He does. And you've got to do the karate chop, apparently, to create the ears and all that, right? <laughs> he does. Well, I'm, I'm actually doing, maybe I don't talk about it enough, and please forgive me for not, but that's, that's what I'm doing. If I was to cook, 
people would be poisoned. So I'm not doing the cooking thing, right? I don't, I'm not very good at it. I don't know what I'm doing. But what I can do, I do. I cut the grass. I'll make the outside look lovely. I will get the music on. I'll turn the candles on. Yes, yes. If you've ever come to my home candles. and you've ever seen candles on, I lit the candles, <laughs> all right? But seriously, the seven-night-a-week thing, making dinner, do you know, I have never, I can honestly say this to you, I've never put any pressure on my wife to make a meal for me, not one. That's true. And, and because Helen sort of made it pretty clear that don't ever do that. <laughs> and I sort of haven't. And I just think, and my son said it really well, what, why shouldn't I be that sort of guy that comes home and... I just think this men don't come and with your pitchforks, but I just think men shouldn't be big babies. And I think sitting at the table waiting for your meal isn't very manly, in my opinion. Like, it, it, get in there, help. Like, there's nothing Whoa. wrong with cooking. Like, Whoa, and woo, we've woo. gone there. Go. Yeah, just... <laughs> All yeah. right. And we've gone there. Look, we've gone over, just... just can we give you a couple more? Are you okay? Are you all still okay? Yeah, all right. Well, just, just, a, just a quick, just a couple of, how do I approach taboo? So this is number 14, guys. Can we go to number 14? Ooh, we're jumping yeah, around. we're going back. Yeah, I think this is an important one because I'd rather have it here rather than out there. Okay, how do I approach taboo conversations? That would include things that you want happen if you're married in the bedroom, like spicing it up in the bedroom, literally. Um... Things about in-laws. Your in-laws are driving you crazy. Like, it's getting really bad. And some of you feel like you can't have that conversation with your partner, for example, or with them. There's a whole lot of... Like mental health. Mental health, yes. Yeah, some of you are going through mental health. Yeah, and your partner knows about it, but you won't talk about it. Stresses at work. Affection for other people. Mm. Okay, so you're, you're having these things going on. How do you approach these taboo conversations? Well, first of all, you've got to understand if you do not have an honest conversation about it, it does not go away. Mm. Thinking that it would just somehow dissipate, it never seems to do that. All you do is waste years and get more and more hurt. Yes. So one of the opening chapters of my book, I tell you, please be honest with your partner. But I taught my son the other day, when you've got something to say, can you remember the saying that I said? When the season... When the season's green, treat them mean. Yeah, okay. Now, now, now hear me out. When the season is green, you can treat them mean. Or what, I, what, what it's trying to say is, don't talk about these really tough topics in the moment. Talk about it when things are good at home. Mm. So it's hung. Do you know how your parents the other day just came over and started cooking and basically kicked us out of our own home, or whatever it is? Don't have that conversation when the parents are there. Right? Or just as, just as soon as they've left or, or whatever it is. Have it when things are good. Because if it was that important to talk about, you can talk about it at any time. Yes. Choose a good time when your partner's in a good state of mind. Mm. Okay? So, don't talk about things you want in the bedroom. In the bedroom. Just as, just as it is about to happen, not a good place to do that. The, people need time to process things. Yes. Right? So, don't. So if it's that important to you, you should be able to talk about it at a cafe while you're having a schnitzel. And just say, hun, do you reckon we can... There's a lot of talk about schnitzels today. I'm obviously very hungry. <laughs> and I'm probably going to have one at the end of this. But listen, if it's that important to you, talk about it when things are good. Yeah. Don't talk about your... Oh, you know what? I think it's a bit boring in our bedroom. And you're both there ready to do something. 
right? That's not a great conversation to have right there and then. That's not going to, okay, great, hun. Now I really feel romantic and sexy, right? Are you hearing me? Talk about it outside. When the season's green, that's when you have the mean conversation. When I say mean, it's tough, right? Don't, don't have, if, if your children are troubling you, like if recently we said to our son, uh, hey, buddy, you're about to get married. We want to hand over a decent boy to this girl, we don't husband want, ready. Yeah, husband right. ready. Yeah, we want you, we want you to be husband ready, and 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 things were good, and the sun was shining, and we said so. From now on, your room needs to be spotless, and you need to clean those dishes. And you know what? Bathroom. He wasn't, but he it was he wasn't in a rush to leave the house. It's not like we weren't we weren't telling him off. We were just the season was green, and we gave it to him mean. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. at dinner, and there was opportunity to even just talk about it. It didn't come off the back of, like, mum being angry and then, you know what I mean? It just yeah. happened because that's when it's annoying. Like, yes, correct. Yeah. Amen. All right, All right. and that may, yeah, what do you the got? The one last question. What yes. will it be? One for Mark? Who do you, what do you, do we want a marriage one, a singles one? What do you guys I think want? The, how do we keep our individuality, individuality and identity when in a relationship? Yeah, that's a good question. 19. Yep, number 19. How do we keep, this is a question you guys asked, how do we keep our individuality and identity when... Is that when a Mark one? No, we don't yeah. want that one? Yeah, yep. do, you, do you want that one? Maybe we should scroll through some of the questions and you guys can give us the thumbs up on it, okay? <laughs> I think we're right, Let's just answer that one. This is an important one. This is an important one. Um, yeah. It's just because you are now married, it doesn't mean you lose your life. Yeah. Amen. And so, like, as Mark already told you, I, I've got my guitars. That's my space. Helen is not offended with me still enjoying guitars and spending some time on my own. Yeah. With Bon Jovi. Right? And my backing tracks. And, you know, and I've got to be honest, I get in there and I get really refreshed. When I come out of that room, I'm a, I'm a better person for it. Um, and, and Helen, she loves to get behind a computer and pay bills. That's, that's her in... <laughs> It's my happy space. <laughs> That's what she likes. She likes sitting behind a computer and paying stuff. Right? I know. She comes out of that room. She's a great person. Um, so in my book, I talk really strongly about having time for each other. And you've got to have time from each other. Yes. It's really important, yes. guys, it's if healthy. you want a deep and rich relationship. That's right. Now, I'll tell you why. Because it gives you stuff to talk about. All right, so you're doing some interesting things. He's doing some interesting things, whatever it is. When you come back together, you've got some good stuff to talk about. Whereas if you're doing every single thing together, uh, Helen and I went to Bali for eight days. And after the fourth day, I went, I love you heaps, but I'm, like, there's nothing else to talk about. I know you've done nothing else with your life since we've been here. And I've done nothing else either. And we really had nothing else to talk about for four days, right? Um, and so then Dad. we just... Yeah. Can I like add to that as well on sure, a practical level? Yes, I think yes. when you know how I said that thing I liked about Nat was she was passionate about sewing. Yeah. If we end up together and I take up so much of her time that she can no longer do that thing that I loved about her, yes. it's kind of like cancels itself out. And same with me. If she loved the fact that I took photos, but now I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So maybe ask yourself, like, give them room to do the thing you like yes. about them. Yes. In yes. the first place. Yes. Yeah. Come amen. So amen. Amen. Well, guys, give. Helen yeah, and thanks. Mark, a huge round of applause. Thank you, guys. Hi, I'm Richard Kabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. 
Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.